Good afternoon. I'm Constitutional Attorney Catherine Henry, and welcome to this week's Constitution Segment Recap. This is the recap of our full segment of um, episode 41, in which we talked about state Supreme Court justices and the elections of them. In fact, the elections coming up right now. This is just a simple recap though. So if you wanna hear the full discussion, if you want any of uh, the details, if you wanna catch that conversation and dialogue that was happening with those that were watching live, uh, any of that, please make sure to watch that full episode. And uh, that's episode 41. And you can view that on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, you name it. Uh, now, something else I wanna share with you is that as far as the details go, uh, in this 10 minutes or less Constitution segment recap video, I absolutely have no way to squeeze in all the facts I shared with you on Tuesday, let alone go over the sources or the specifics. So that's why in the description of this um, segment recap, uh, what I did is I put the link for the Google slide presentation and you can click on that and I hope you do. And it'll give you uh, links that you can click on. It'll give you some uh, information that you can pause or, or fast forward essentially through slides as you um, desire. So in other words, I don't have the time to go through all the information that it took us almost two full hours to discuss on Tuesday. And we're going to fly right on through this stuff just to give you that recap. Uh, so you know what you're missing if you did uh, happen to uh, not catch our full episode on Tuesday. All right. So state Supreme Court justices, we were discussing who and what is going to be on your ballot this election. 25% of state Supreme Court justices in the U.S. are up for election this year. So, of course, we had to talk about do those judicial candidates follow the Constitution and defend your liberties? If there is only one person listed for a position, does that mean they're going to win regardless of how you vote? And of course, we made sure to let you know we were going to be discussing that surprising truth and a little bit more in that full episode. So again, 30 states are holding elections this year for state Supreme Court justices in 2022. That's why we wanted to cover it because general elections are coming up and so many of us across the country are impacted. Uh, this year, specifically 85 out of the 344 state Supreme Court justices are up for election. And uh, we had quite a bit of information, like I said, that are in these slides that we shared on Tuesday. You'll have to go ahead and check those out. We talked about the six primary types of judicial selection, partisan elections, nonpartisan elections, the Michigan method, literally there's a method just for Michigan because it makes no sense, assisted appointment, gubernatorial appointment, and legislative election. We went into detail about what the different elections were and then spent a lot of time talking about Michigan and Florida, how each has the seven justices. Michigan has eight-year terms. Uh, Florida has six-year terms. Talking about the differences. Uh, some key things to remember, though, about these differences that the um, when you look at the ballot for Michigan, if you're in Michigan and you're voting in this election, make sure that you recognize you need to pick two in that question for Supreme Court justices. You have to pick two. Don't pick more than two 
And please do us a favor. Don't pick less than two. Pick the two that would be best out of those five to uh, make, um, you know, to fill that role. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have two that are like super exciting from Michigan to vote, uh, a, you know, for in this role. And I went into a lot of detail why. But uh, Brian Zara is an absolute yes. I'm asking you to throw your support and your vote behind him. And uh, because of things that we discussed in full detail, although I would really like to throw my support behind Carrie Lee Morgan, I'm asking you to put your second choice into Paul Hudson, who is the other Republican candidate making it out of the, um, uh, the Republican convention. Uh, we went in to detail on Richard Bernstein, one of the Democrats, uh, Brian Zara, the, the leading choice here and strong Republican, Paul Hudson, who's the other Republican uh, choice, Kira or Kyra Bolden, who is one of the Democrats currently a Michigan state rep. Carrie Lee Morgan is the one, like I said, who I would prefer that you guys be able to vote for. But we talked about the reasons why this year uh, is not a year that I'm going to throw my support behind him for this particular race. Uh, and uh, that was the, the thought behind uh, the discussion we had with that. I did give you some links so you can look up the specifics for each of those five candidates. And I also asked you to take a special look at the Court of Appeals race for the third district, Court of Appeals in Michigan. That is a six-year term, and it's a two-way race. I'm asking you to look at supporting, even if you don't live there or live in Michigan, I'm asking you to look at supporting in some way Judge Raymond Vote, and you can listen to the full episode to hear why, the information to get, uh, the links to get more information about each of the candidates for that race I also shared with you. Uh, and then we talked about Florida and that five of the seven Supreme Court justice positions in the state of Florida are up for election this November. Uh, it is a retention election, so totally different than Michigan. Uh, it's something that quite, quite honestly, had I not done the research and I just went into the poll and it's my, it's my first time voting in a general election here in Florida, uh, I would have seen, oh my gosh, there's just one candidate for that spot and one for that spot, one for that spot. And I, I might have just missed it. It depends on how the, the wording is going to look on the ballot and everything. And I haven't seen that yet, but it is a yes, no vote. So for each and every one of them, and there are five this year that are up for retention election, you have to give your yes or no vote. That's why there's only one, because they're initially selected by the governor, but they are up for a retention election. So do they meet the, the, the tasks at hand? Do they follow the constitution? If the answer is no, if you don't think they're doing a great job, if they're not following the constitution, please put no, because if they don't get at least 50% of people voting yes for them, then they're gone and the governor is going to select a replacement. So uh, let's keep that in mind because these are the five candidates and we talked in detail why, but uh, Charles Kennedy, if I'm pronouncing that correct, I'm personally going to vote no on that. And I would ask you to do the same if you're in the state of Florida. Same for Ricky Polston. Uh, again, uh, we went into the details why, but I'm asking you not to support him or to vote no for him. Vote no for Jorge Labarga. 
Uh, vote yes for John Daniel Coriel. Vote yes for Jamie Rutland Groshans or Grosshands. I'm not quite sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and again, we went over all the details why. I hope you, you're going to do your own research. But again, listen to that full episode that aired on Tuesday at noon. We talked about all the constitutional reasons why and what you need to remember when you go into conversations with any candidate, but certainly if you're going to contact any of these Supreme Court justice candidates and to try to find out what kind of justice they are going to be, please make sure some of these specifics that we the people created our constitution and our very form of government. Government's job, its main purpose and responsibility is to protect our God-given liberties so that in the exercise of my God-given rights, I am not impeding you exercising your rights. That our rights are meant to be exercised undiminished, unrestrained, unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated undenied, undeprived, unusurped, and unabused. Government, though, government has no rights. In fact, government only has the rights that we specifically delegate to it. So government can't do anything unless it is granted a specific power in the Constitution, and it's certainly prohibited from doing anything that violates the state or federal constitutions. And every single government official, but certainly those uh, judges and justices, uh, they must follow the Constitution and take that constitutional oath. And remember, the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. So remember, last thing, case law. Case is not law. Cases are precedent, not law. Uh, and uh, courts also must make sure that they have subject matter jurisdiction. Key concepts I want you to remember when you are having these conversations with these candidates. So make sure if you want more information that you watch that full episode on Tuesday. Uh, check out our resources that we shared with you yesterday and will tomorrow. And again, I'm constitutional attorney, Catherine Henry. Thank you so much for joining us today.